Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. We're about to run down college football, the evidence from over the weekend. Phil Bennett, longtime college football coach, was the head co- or assistant coach at Baylor as defensive coordinator, head coach at SMU, and interim coach at Pitt joins us on 365 Sports. So let's start with um, Ohio State, Penn State. National game, physical as hell. Ohio State always seems to have just a few more weapons in what you saw in that game and what was 100,000-plus. You, you know, I tell you, the first thing that, that got me was how physical the front was, both sides. Uh, you, it was just, I thought it was a physical game, good fit, uh, receivers getting hit, backs getting hit, quarterbacks getting hit. Uh, whoever took the under in that game made a hell of a bet. <laughs> it, 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 was, uh, it was really a physical, you know, one, they had one more player than what Penn State had. Uh, and, you know, Penn State played hard and had some opportunities. They had a, had the biggest play of the game. Uh, there was a, I guess it was a penalty. Remember the sack fumble that really would have flipped the game for them on defense, and they just didn't get the break. But uh, for a defensive coach, it was fun to watch. Uh, I'm sure you had tears in your eyes based on the how it used to be, <laughs> Coach. Uh, you mentioned the big play; they got called back. Uh, when you're on the road in an environment like Ohio State, which is one of the hardest places to play in all of sports, not just college football, anywhere you go in the world is going to be pretty hard compared to, uh, or maybe easier compared to Columbus and how that, that place gets. Uh, how hard is it to reel your guys back from that in the moment, especially given that you need plays like that to happen in games like that so you can win? You saw what happened in the game, Paul. Mm-hmm. It was deflating. I mean, you could watch, and, and at that point, they're, they're sitting there, and the doubt set in. You know, are we going to get a break? Are we going to have the opportunity uh, uh, to, to, to get this crowd out of it? And now, now, listen, when I was at Purdue, this is a great story. John Cooper was at uh, Ohio State. We go in there. I think we were 30-point underdogs, and we whacked them. I mean, we beat them like we own the place and it was crazy they had a he had had a big contract with a, a company up there called big bear that was the uh, it was like a walmart or something and they had the whole stadium i mean it was loud i'm so what are they saying and they were singing let's go Krogering because that's <laughs> what they they didn't like john cooper so that place is intimidating Coach, uh, USC and Utah, quite the game on Saturday night. The Utes get a win despite the fact that they've been without their stars uh, and now have shut down Cam Rising for the rest of the year. Uh, USC had the comeback and then the just atrocious uh, 15-yard penalty to extend the Utah drive by uh, Bear Alexander. 
I was just curious, is the, the, the label of USC and being soft and all that, do, do you believe in that? And, and also, as a defensive coach, how would you have handled the Bear Alexander penalty and talking to that young man and, and, and then using it as a teaching lesson? Like, how would that all have gone in your book? The thing that I saw in the game, you know, I, I say this all the time, defense is about fit against the run and distribution and pass. And in that, you have to play technique. I don't see USC being a great fit team, cover team, or technique team. I haven't seen it since since he's been there. Uh, uh, and that's coaching. Uh, and, and you see things. Uh, the thing with Bear, we all know you're going to have penalties. But that's one of the reasons I think that he left Georgia. I mean, there's a discipline factor that, that you've got to have in football. You know, it can't be about you. It's got to be about us. And, and I always use the term, those are selfish penalties. And that was a, that was a senseless penalty. Uh, it, it turned the game. And then, of course, the scramble, the next play, I stayed up and watched every, every down of it. Turned the whole game up. And, and you could realize, you knew then, at that point, the game was in doubt. After a great job by USC's offense, uh, but the team as a whole is just not a very disciplined team, and and very few championship teams, you know, you know have those problems. And, and I think USC it sort of uh, exemplifies of what we're saying. They're getting what what they they show. I have to ask you a follow up on what was the Bear Alexander penalty, the, the dumb penalties, the selfish penalties. Who had more of those in your career as a coach, a football player, and would either one of them be named Orion Stewart or Ahmad Dixon? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you something, Smoke. I'm going to have to talk to you after the, after the show because I'm going to have to I'm going to have to put a little adjective in that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You, you, you know, you take the good with the bad. I mean, and some kids, you really do. And, and those two, uh, you, you know, I, I tell you, we, I, I've always told you, we, we had love-hate relationship. I loved them. They hated me. <laughs> but, but I told them, I said, you know what I'm doing for you? I'm saving you from yourself. And I believe that. I believe college coaches, that's your job. They don't know what they don't know. You've got to save these kids now more than ever from themselves. Because with TV, with, with social media, everybody's got a gig. And, and football's not like that. It, it, is, it is a game. It is the, the utmost team game. And you just can't afford to have them. So in uh, answer to your question, I'm just smiling. Hey, I think it's unfair to leave Mike Hicks out of that discussion as well. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh, Cholo's birthday today. So, <laughs> so, really? uh, oh. oh, yeah, <laughs> it's his birthday. So, uh, I, I used to tell him, I said, what do they call you? What do they call you? And he said, they call me Cholo. So I, I texted him today and I called him. I, I used to always screw it up on purpose. Purpose. I, I said, happy birthday, Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, um, how do coaches feel about, what has been alleged uh, 
with sign stealing at Michigan and going and and going and doing in person scouting and videoing the sidelines uh, that is is being investigated right now? Listen, I knew something was up when 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 uh, my boy Shiano at Rutgers at that game. You remember the remember the halftime yep. mm-hmm. speaking with the girl on the sideline. Mm-hmm. He was so pissed about something. And obviously, they had their signals. And it's a, I, listen, I hate that. I can't. I, I mean, to me, that that's if you can't coach it. And, and I remember somebody told me one time, "Hey, I got signals. I can do it." I said, "I don't want them. I don't want them." You know, to me, it compromises your integrity of being a good coach. You know, I've had guys try to do that or ask me to do it. I won't do it. I've never done it. I refuse to do it. Uh, but yeah, I think without question, it's gone on there. And obviously, um, you know, they're a gray line team. They try to do things, you know, to the upteenth degree. Well, in our mind and, you know, the sportsmanship and, and the integrity, they're cheating. And, and it looks like it's going to, you know, really backfire from a guy that, that I think was in the Marines and, and, and talks about having integrity. You know, I guess he found bought all the tickets. They said he had games tickets to the Ohio State Penn State game. You know, those weren't easy to come by. Mm-mm. I want to know who's paying for them. Yeah, there's a lot of details to sort through, but it's a very interesting story that has a lot of layers left to, to peel off. It feels like uh, coach of, and, and, and you know, let me ask you a question: sure. Do you think they would have lost any game without no. having the signals? Truly, no, 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 no. It's it's like Pete and, Rose, and there, yeah. it, it might keep them. Who knows? I don't. I know the NCA is not all shot in the ass with him right now, <laughs> and who knows? It could keep him from from having a chance to play for the championship. Yep. Yep. Very. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see how how that continues on. Uh, Coach, uh, a couple of the Big Twelve newbies nearly had massive wins this weekend against the two departing schools. UCF comes up short against uh, Oklahoma, who stays unbeaten, uh, but Houston down in. Their own park uh, nearly knock off the Longhorns. Quinn Ewers is now going to miss some time, but uh, Texas does get the uh, the stop there at the end. I know there's questions about the spot. Uh, just well, your thoughts you, on, what, on what you saw there. <laughs> I'm telling you, it looked like a Longhorn spotter to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I thought it was the first down. I really did. Uh, now, there, there's people, other people, I said this to a guy, he shot me a picture of a, a face mask by the offensive lineman at, at, at U of H. But uh, I tell you, it was that Houston played their tail off. Uh, highly competitive game. Got back in the game. Donovan Smith uh, is to be contended with. I mean, any quarterback that, that can extend plays is dangerous. And you saw that. Uh, I think the quarterback, it's going to be interesting. I see a dramatic drop-off in the way that Sarkissian calls plays with, with Malik than what he did with Ewan in that game. I don't know if it'll be, you know, if it, it will come to pass. I want to watch this Kansas-Oklahoma game. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, uh, with Plumley back, UCF went toe-to-toe with OU. And, and I, of course, I'm not going to be critical of, of the coach on the two-point play, but you know, I saw that run twice Saturday. Did y'all see the other one who run it? No. No, they ran it, and uh, the two-point play, I want to say 
It was another good team. It was a night game. Oh, I tell you who it was. It, it was Clemson. Oh, that's I mean, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I believe it was Clemson ran it uh, a double pass. I, I, I'm not exact, but I saw it twice, and, and both of them were two point plays. And, you know, it, it, I thought that what a great job, you know, by obviously the corner sank, great push by number 15 at OU, but, you know, they had no problem going right down the field. Uh, the margin between good, great, and average is small. Uh, that's why I think this conference can be fun. You know, you go back to the Baylor-Cincinnati game. Uh, hell of a game. And, and, and uh, But, you know, there's a lot of things going on right now. And these teams, that, that, that Texas is, the OU, nothing. I, I think, you know, a lot of things can happen right now. And without Ewing, it's going to be interesting to see the, these next games as Texas plays, how they're going to do. Yeah, I think one of the things the MO with Texas before when a quarterback like this comes in, they stay aggressive. Now, whether they do that or not, I don't know. But, yeah, there was this thought, and I think it was, I guess you could say it was realistic that Texas and OU were going to play again, right, for the Big 12 title. Yeah. But yeah. all of a sudden you look at what teams are turning the corner, like Oklahoma State, Kansas State's back on track, BYU's at least playing pretty well. Then you have Iowa State who's grinding, you know, uh, there, there are. Can you always explain there, there, it? Even, there, even though you were a part of many blowouts in a good way, there is never nothing is ever that easy. It's hard to win, David. Hard to win. And, and you know, uh, going jumping ahead to the Baylor game, I was tickled to death. I thought Jeff Grimes, with all the 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 trash talk that's been up, did a great job. I mean, they didn't they didn't run the ball till what five minutes to go in the half. Yep. I mean, that they attacked them. I, I'm telling you, it put, trust me, it put Cincinnati on their heels. And they couldn't recover. They did not prepare for that. And Chapin played good. He ran, you know, when he scrambled, he, he, he kept plays going. They got on their heels. And there's not many times, and I've said this before, you win games, like Baylor's defense giving up almost seven yards of snap. I mean, rushing. But but their offense won the game. I mean, the receivers, uh, they were on. Uh, and, and I thought that uh, – I thought Cincinnati got totally I, – I don't know if you saw the – I'm sitting there watching. They were trying to talk to them. And finally, the guy that was drawn on the board just threw the board down and walked off. And I don't know if him and the – guy in the press box got into it but the first half they were extremely frustrated and fortunately for us they weren't able to regroup to, to win it they got better you know they went to a run game and 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 almost got back in but they weren't able to do it phil if you were the defensive coordinator for byu would you in his first start since it is Malik Murphy's first start, at least early on, take some more chances than you would if Quinn Ewers was back there because you might be able to get in his head. Absolutely. You know, I, I tell you that story in 2012 when we were down and we had people hurt, and, and, and you know, I knew. I said, that's, that's when the light came on. We, we've got to be different. I keep worried about, you know, we're not good enough to, to, to get stops playing base. We've got to create situations of second long and third long. You know, first down is such a crucial, crucial down. 
And that's I go back again. That's what Baylor did on them. They they got them on first downs, and they're going, oh wow, you know, they haven't done this, and they couldn't they couldn't do it. I think that 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 it's going to be interesting to me with BYU. You know, Tech had, they're, they're going to play a different quarterback, but this is the second week in a row that they're playing a quarterback that is a backup in Texas Tech and Texas. Coach, uh, this is random, but I was just wondering after seeing some of the great crowds uh, this past weekend, what was the toughest place that you ever walked into to coach a game? You know, I remember one year uh, when I was at LSU, when Florida was Spurrier, really had it going. And and we went down there. It was a big game. We had the number one defense in the SEC, and, and he had um, – what was the quarterback's name that he wasn't an NFL guy, but but Chris Dorn was receiver and oh yeah, all, uh, uh, Danny Warfel, Danny Warfel yeah. and uh, and and it was of all my games, you know, of course, that playing in the big house when we beat them there and we and we lost to them there also, uh, that was a good place. But Florida was the place I went. Wow, I mean, and it was probably as close to LSU as I'd ever got because. At LSU, you know, week in and week out, I think it's the best atmosphere. When, I've been that place many times uh, as an enemy combatant, Coach, and that place will shake your bones. You were the dressed swamp. out in yeah. pads and everything? No. <laughs> no. Just, uh, no, my only armor was liquid. Uh, but Wow. <laughs> it was. Hey, and it, you, wow. you and about 100,000 others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You yeah. walk it, in the door, and even if you didn't have any liquid, you, you felt like it was in your veins. You know, you. Uh, I love the question uh, about uh, Ryan Stewart and Ahmad Dixon. God bless both of them. And then you mentioned the coach that had the the board and he threw it down. And whoever, can you explain the greatest reality series ever would be the talking among coaches on headsets during a game? Oh my God! Have you and speaking of that? Have you ever seen the? the you need to find the deal they did on on. What was the guy that looked like a Walters that was the coach for the Green Bay Packers? Mike Holmgren. And went to Holmgren. He, he, on his staff, he had Mariucci, Andy Reid, and somebody else. I think he had uh, oh, uh, Gruden. Little, uh, Gruden. And they're sitting there, and they're, they're, they're talking, and he is tearing far above it. He goes, <laughs> all right, Brett, here we go, here we go. Good, good, good. Let's get it, let's get it. And Brett throws the interception. He turns, he says, he's the dumbest, you know what? <laughs> and there was a penalty. And then I said, okay, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Then he tells Mary Uche, he goes, that was the stupidest call I've ever. <laughs> I mean, you, you could you could make the fun. It would put that soccer show that's so hot on uh, uh, to, to pieces because it would be that funny. I, I know this. I've said some things that, that – I would never say again. On on the headset. Yes. And to kids sometimes. <laughs> to, to to players worse than other coaches that you were with on staff? You know, <laughs> I always let my players I was hard on them. <laughs> but if I ever let I always let them go off. If they need to go off on me, yep. I let them. Yep. I, I, I didn't I didn't get mad. I'd laugh. I'd say that's pretty good. You know, <laughs> I know. I know this that, that when we had the blackout the year playing Oklahoma, and and we're down there and 
we make a stop, and Ahmad Dixon is in the end zone, turns his back, they go to hurry up, and they snap the ball, and he's being the cheerleader. And and K.J. Morton sees it and on his own runs a, a stunt and stops the quarterback, Bell, on fourth down. And everybody said, why were you so mad? Because I was watching Ahmad and Ahmad, and Ahmad will tell you, that might have been the only time he was afraid to come to the sideline. <laughs> and Ahmad is a tough dude. Yeah, no, he, he is. But that, God bless him. God bless those relationships. And, and can you do that now? Is that, st- I, I'm not saying yeah. the coaches can't still coach and get pissed no. off at a player. No, you, listen, there's got to be a balance. They got to know that it's more than football. You know, I know Bryce Hager told me one time, he goes, Coach, we used to think you were damn Jekyll and Hyde. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, me and Eddie uh, w- w- and Ahmad would walk out. As soon as practice over, if you make a start over and start practice over and, you know, get your ass off the field, and then you walk up to me, hey, how's your mom and dad doing? <laughs> I'd, 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 look at, I'd look at you like, like, like you really give it a rat's ass, or you know, he said we thought you were crazy, but you know you got to have fun with it, yeah. And 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 that's the thing they got to know. And I used to tell them, hey, listen, if you need me at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, you call me, and trust me. In Waco, Texas, they will all tell you it's happened. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've been there, Bill. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, but aren't those the do you miss those relationships more than even uh, I'm not saying game day or coaching because that's in your blood and will probably be something you do again my god but do you miss that is that what you miss the relationships with the kids absolutely you miss the relationship with the kids the coaches and, and as I've said this many times football breeds character everything that you want to be successful in life you have to do in football, being involved in football. Everybody's got a role. Everybody's got to sacrifice. Uh, and, and and it's bigger than you. You do it for, you know, you got a cause. And and that's the thing I loved about our time at Baylor. Uh, I mean, I've coached them everywhere I've been, I've loved. But that was special. That's why we won back-to-back championships. And I truly believe would have been a, a three-peat and maybe a national champion in fifteen if we would have had a quarterback, just any quarterback. And, and, and I mean, just one of our quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a special group of guys, and it still breaks my heart, you know, to, to see them not get the credit that they deserve with, with everything that's happened. Uh, I, I think that's about to change. I think the 2013 team, now that something has ended, will probably be honored sooner than you think, which will be great. Well, I hope so. Yeah, me too. They were, they uh, were an awesome group. Uh, one note statistically about Alabama, we know it's been a struggle for them because the standard was so high. I saw this note from Aaron Torres. In the wins against Ole Miss, A&M, and Tennessee, the Alabama defense has given up a combined six total second-half points. Kevin wow. Steele is their defensive coordinator. I know around Baylor yeah. that's like a cuss word, but he, he's is. been around the, the uh, quite a bit. And what does that that's say he- about what they're doing? Well, it says that Kevin has – listen, they were a mess last year, and and, and you, it wasn't happening. That's why Kevin's there. 
he knows what Nick wants to do. Now, don't kid yourself. Nick's still involved. But Kevin is calling it, and he's calling it the way that Nick wants to call it. And and, and they're doing a heck of a job coaching it. And it doesn't surprise me at all. Man, we appreciate you as always. Great stuff. The, 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 the people who view the chat room, everybody loves the segment with you. So do we. We appreciate you. We love you, man. Thanks for your time, Coach. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. I love visiting with you. You too. Phil Bennett, former right. longtime college football coach and not so sure, even threw that out there, that maybe something that opens up, although I think he's enjoying traveling around the country and doing his thing. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.